Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Another instant recap edition. Uh, This time we're coming to you uh, live from Tallahassee. The Hurricanes take down the rival Florida State Seminoles 27-10 in a game where Miami pretty much dominated from the start. Um, You know, the folks in Las Vegas had the Hurricanes as an underdog, but they kind of came out and controlled the game throughout from start to finish. Uh, Miami's defensive line probably had their best game. I, I, I Statistically, since Manny Diaz has arrived here, Greg Russo with four sacks, um, a bunch of other guys were living in the backfield. Jaron Williams, the, the hero on offense, Miami really couldn't move the ball in the run game, but Jaron, when he had time in the pocket, he delivered uh, a long touchdown pass to Jeff Thomas in the beginning, uh, then D. Wiggins later in the second half that kind of put the game on ice. David, uh, I said I was going to ask you this, signature win for Manny Diaz here in year one of the tenure? Yeah, I would say it's a signature type win for Manny. He really needed this this win, and you know it's always it's always a good thing to get a dominant performance against a rival. And you know Manny delivered that. I think you touched on it, but Miami controlled the game for pretty much the entire game, uh, and they were the much better team in all three phases. I think you know. Special teams played a big role in this game in terms of providing short fields for the Miami offense. And, you know, Florida State special teams did not play well. So that difference amounted to, I think, some easy scoring opportunities for the Miami offense. Jaron Williams, uh, definitely a very impressive performance, stepped up and delivered some deep shots when he was asked to. And, you know, I think, too, you got to you got to give Miami credit for containing Florida State's two best players. So Cam Akers running back was coming off a career day against Syracuse the previous week. And against Miami today, he had 22 carries and only 66 yards. So that's a big win for Miami and their defense. And then Florida State's best player on defense, Marvin Wilson, uh, didn't really make much of an impact in the game. I think he had one tackle for loss on the day. Um, so Miami did a good job of blocking him up front. I think, too, we got to give credit to the offensive line uh, with their pass protection. I feel like they are making strides with their pass pro. The run blocking is still you know, kind of hit or miss, to be honest. But the pass protection is getting better. And a lot of those deep throws that Jaron connected with, he had some very nice pockets to deliver those those deep shots. So those are kind of my quick takeaways. Yeah, and I mean, I I think I picked Miami on on the last podcast. I thought they were going to win. Um, it was just a weird environment, a weird day in, in Tallahassee. This is my first time being at Doak, but it never really got loud. Um, it just felt like they're facing a depleted Florida State team, and Miami could have played down to the competition. Like I don't want to take away from Miami's win. I, I just, man, Florida State ha- has really fallen off, um, and they they almost self destructed. I mean, they had that punt that one like didn't even cross the line of scrimmage. I mean, it was like it was like a eleven year eleven yard punt, a bunch of procedural penalties. But credit to Miami, you know they didn't run their mouths all week. 
Uh, they came in and took care of business. I thought the game plan, for the most part, was pretty good. I really liked what they did on defense. You know, we said this team lives and dies with the turnover. They forced two turnovers today. Um, and there wasn't really a lot of missed tackles. Like, Miami was kind of, kind of, all right, you're going to throw it out in the flats. That's fine. We're, we're going to come smack you uh, in the mouth. David, just Greg Russo, man, like, yeah. uh, unreal. Like, first rounder, right? You could make the argument right now that the best defensive end in the country is Chase Young. And then you could make the argument with after these last two weeks that Greg Rousseau needs to be in the conversation for second best defensive end in the country right now. He, The production can't be ignored. Seven sacks in two games. That's, against power five teams. Right, against real teams. And, you know, he's now at 12 sacks. So he's the first guy to have double-digit sacks for a Miami defense since 2006 when Calais Campbell and Kareem Brown both did it that year. And look, he's going to he's gonna have a chance at setting Miami's single-season sack record. He's still got some ways to go. Uh, I think it's 17 sacks. Um, but he's got, you know, assuming Miami gets to a bowl game, he's got four games to get, you know, five sacks to tie it and six sacks to break the record. And, yeah, he's, he's an incredible player. We were talking earlier just uh, – you know, before the podcast, the the maybe the most impressive thing about Greg, outside of obviously his length and his athleticism for his length, is is how hard he does play. He legitimately does have a motor. It's not a cliche when you talk about it with Greg Rousseau. He plays very hard, and when you combine that with his physical attributes, he's just a guy that's going to be really hard to stop on the college level and. You know, honestly, like Greg Rousseau is just a great dude. Like he's kind of a guy who everyone on the team likes. He carries himself in a, you know, fun-loving type manner. He's he's very non-assuming. He's just a guy that that you root for, and you know, I'm excited to see how he continues to close out this season. Um, Greg Rousseau will be the easy one to kind of talk about in terms of guys we liked. You mentioned special teams. Um, Camden Price finally, you know, went two for three on the field goals. We we set the over under at at, at one. Uh, the the miss, I thought he pulled his head. But I mean, I thought it was interesting that Manny decided to roll with him again. So I think they kind of have that that covered. I mean, he doesn't have the longest leg. Uh, KJ Osborne in the return game, give me more of that. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe he should have been returning punts against Florida because he seems to be pretty sure-handed, and he's pretty dangerous once he kind of gets it going. He was good. Lou Headley, another monster game. Um, the one that they downed at the one-yard line was pretty impressive, and he put another ball that had a chance to be down there. But just them flipping the field position I thought was huge. Uh, who else did you like? Who else Who else is getting game balls? Or Shaq Quarterman played a really good game. He led the team with nine tackles. I think he had like three and a half tackles for loss. This was by far his best performance in a Florida State game. Um, and he played a key part in limiting Cam Akers. Um, yeah, and you know, I think Nesta Silvera showed up. The whole D-line. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they were coming in waves at Florida State, and yeah. they had no shot. Um so yeah, I guess do you feel do you get the sense Andrew that this can snowball, you know, these two wins, can this snowball into a very strong close to the season? 
I think so. I mean, why why shouldn't it? it? We go back to these other games, and I know me and you've been critical at, at different times, and you know, let's again. There was still while Miami won this game and they won it in, in commanding fashion. There was still some some scratch head scratching moments. The three for fifteen, three three for fifteen on third down. Um, they got stuffed short on on the fourth down. But this team is finding ways to win games. I mean, this was kind of close a little bit at one point in the third quarter. It was seventeen to ten, and like this that sideline didn't back down. They just kept going. So I do. I I, I think. You know, we, we we're talking about Miami making a bowl. I'm pretty confident they're going to make a bowl game now. But um, this is good. And I asked Manny about it in the post game press conference. Like, how does this help you with recruiting? Like, when you guys go head to head all the time with Florida State, and what he he kind of flipped it on me, and, and he brought up the fact that it really doesn't matter what that result against Florida State. It just shows the kids that are committed, the kids that are recruiting that. You know the people in the, this building are going in the right direction. So yeah, I do think this can snowball. I mean, some staffer told me after they beat uh, Virginia that they weren't going to lose again, and then you know they went out and they lost to, to Georgia Tech, and I mean they were a couple field goals away. So I, I do think they can get this going. Interested to see if they can get he can get them up for the Louisville game. But I mean this is good for the program. Like they needed this the three in a row against Florida State. Um, the only issue is this, this might be the nail in the coffin for Willie Taggart. <laughs> like he might be done, but. Good. good. Good it was it's if you're a Miami fan you should be real happy. So what what grade would you give Jaron for for the game? He did play well. I'm not saying he didn't, but he did get away with some turnover worthy throws. Um you know, and I'm not acting like he didn't play well. He played very well. What grade would you give Jaron for this? I mean, it's tough starting at Florida State. Um, I mean, it wasn't loud, but... <laughs> well, road game, rival. Yeah. I, I, I would say I would give him a B. I mean, this is his first Power 5 win on the road. Um, and he made some, like, ballsy throws. Yeah. Like, he's good at selling the play action. And you also got to... I mean, he has, like, zero run game. Uh, I think he only was... How many times did he sacked? Like, one, twice. One, twice. That was better. I mean, I, I was a guy coming into the, the, the game th- thinking we were going to see Nikosi Perry at some point. So I guess maybe my, my grade should be a, a little bit higher. Um, yeah, I, he was he was good. I thought the game plan was, was fairly good from Enos. Enos had a good game. Yeah. Like, he, this was one of the better games that was called. I thought Blake Baker called a good defense as well. It's it, And it's easy when Florida State's limited, but... You know, they're good. What would you give Jaron his grade? Yeah, I think a, a B to B-plus is fair. Um, you know, he kind of showed, like, I've been a guy who's kind of questioned his arm strength yeah. and, and downfield passing, and he kind of showed that he has that ability. So that was good to see. Um, I loved his throw to Mike Harley. I think it was in the first half. Uh, just before halftime, maybe. I could be wrong on that, but it was like right on the sideline, uh, just perfectly placed ball. It was high-level stuff. And then, you know, the, the Jeff Thomas, that's where you just – he laid it out there and let Jeff Thomas's speed, you know, get under that ball, and it was a touchdown. So I think we are starting to see what a Dan Enos offense can look like ideally in the passing game. They still have to figure out some things to get the running game going. Um, but, I mean, look, if you look at it, uh, running game versus running game, 
DJ Dallas's production was very comparable to Cam Akers. And then, of course, team-wise, Miami outrushed Florida State because sack totals and all that negative yardage. But, yeah, I mean, I think, again, you said it earlier, but Jaron played a good game, and I think this was the best Dan Enos game we had seen yet this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more takes. Uh, I, I'm waiting on the pro football focus numbers to see how many snaps John Campbell played because they did rotate him with uh, Nevon Donaldson. I still think that's kind of an interesting yeah. – um, you know, but the the O line was good. I just don't know how good of a pass rush that they really faced. But this is a win that Miami needed to get. Like they could, they a lot of people did not think Miami was going to win this game, and uh, they handled business for the most part. Yeah, definitely a good win. Hopefully, it it keeps snowballing. Hopefully, they don't come out and lay an egg against Louisville. But we'll get into that in the next podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to drive back tomorrow to South Florida and. It's yeah. better to drive back after a win than a loss, yeah. that's for sure. I always say it's fun to cover them when they're winning. So uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Instant Recap uh, Podcast. If you guys have not checked out the site, miami.247sports.com, please do. Uh, we have a bunch of coverage up from the game. Uh, again, me and David were up here. Uh, some video of the team celebrating, um, recruit reaction, we'll have pro football focus grades. I'm going to have a bunch of recruiting scoop up on either Sunday or Monday. So, uh, And there's a new trial offer out for uh, 24-7 sports where you get access to CBS All Access. That's a free included plan. Um, gets you a bunch of channels and everything like that. So if you guys are on the fence, like I always say, this is the time to try us out. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Take care.